Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Today, Friday, March 9th, 2018, it's the final day to enroll at Entree Architect Mastermind. It's going to close today and it won't be open for several months. Resources, training, and a powerful peer group that will help you accomplish your most ambitious goals. Learn more at entrearchitect.com slash mastermind. You are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, and this is episode 210. Welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark R. LePage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, or you may be in the process right now of launching a startup, is that you? Or you may be like me, an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference every day. This podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. You know, the one thing that surprised me most when launching Entree Architect back in 2012 and, and starting to grow this community of small firms, the one thing that, that surprised me more than anything is how similar we all are. Whether, whether you're a sole practitioner working in, in Maine or, or, or leading a small firm in, in Nairobi, we're all small firm architects. We're all struggling with the same issues and trying to contribute to the world the best we can through our designs and through our architecture firms. 
This week, I'm speaking with a longtime friend of Entree Architect, someone, someone leading an organization dedicated to helping us small firm architects succeed and grow. Charette Venture Group invests in small firms, and today we're discussing the business issues facing each one of us, how to plan for success and, and build a thriving architecture firm that makes an impact in the world. This week at Entree Architect Podcast, lessons learned from investing in 15 architecture firms with my friend Todd Redding of Charette Venture Group. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our longtime platform sponsors, RCAT, FreshBooks, and Core by BQE Software. And I'm going to share more about these great companies later, so listen up. But before we get started, just take a quick note right now. Go put it in your iPhone or jot it down. Go say hi to them. Go, go check them out. RCAT, FreshBooks, Core by BQE. Let them know that you appreciate them for supporting us here at the Entree Architect Podcast because they are supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Todd Redding, welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be back. It's good to have you back, my friend. Um, let me just uh, remind people who you are, if anybody doesn't know who you are. We've actually grown pretty significantly since the last time you were on the show here. Um, yeah. So most of my my community probably knows who you are, but there probably are a few who don't. Todd Redding uh, is the president and CEO of Charette Venture Group. Uh, and Todd and CVG and Matt Ostinick, the original founder of Charette Venture Group, are longtime friends of Entree Architect uh, and investors in our company, in the growth of our company. So they're, they're a part of our family. Uh, Todd's been here before, actually all throughout Entree Architect. He's done uh, two podcast episodes, episode 103, which was three road roadblocks <laughs> experienced by every entrepreneur architect and what to do about it. So that was a great episode. Uh, we also had him on episode 151, how to grow your architecture firm. So anybody who wants to go from a small firm to a bigger firm, that's where you want to go for that. Uh, and he's also taught at the Entree Architect Masterclass, uh, how to supersize your small firm. Uh, and that's inside our private membership uh, for our small firms. That's the Entree Architect Masterclass. Uh, Todd, you've been here before. You've shared your origin story before. Uh, but I'd like to sort of just sort of remind people who you are, sort of what Charette Venture Group is all about, what your mission is, uh, and then we'll sort of roll right into a, a conversation. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, as you were telling those uh, past episodes, it's hard to believe that I knew anything uh, to talk about at those at those times. Like we've learned so much so fast over the last three years that as I look back, I'm like, on year one, what was I thinking? Did I, I didn't know anything? <laughs> How did I ever even do a podcast? Yeah, and you're not an architect. You're you're a, no, you're no, a no. business and entrepreneur expert. Right, right, absolutely. And so it's been a it's been a huge learning curve for me personally, as well as the whole CVG team as we work with more and more firms. It's like you look at where we are today and it just it just blows me away that I had anything to say even a year ago because we've learned so much in such a fast time. Yeah. Yeah. So so remind people who CVG is, what the mission yeah. is uh, and and your role in that in the organization. Yeah, sure. Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, Charette Venture Group um, we started in 2014. Uh, our mission is to be the best in the world at helping small architecture firms become stronger and more profitable businesses. 
Uh, we are a team of 11 people. And uh, we work uh, entirely in, in the virtual space. So we are literally spread from London to Mexico City. Uh, we do not have a physical office, so to speak. I have a small office that I spend some time in just to get me out of the house. But, you know, our world is really on video conferencing um, and spending time on site with the firms that we work with. Uh, but that's our mission. Um, we, we work with small firms um, on virtually every aspect of their business except actual design work. Um, even though half the team has a background in architecture and, and many are licensed architects, um, our focus is the business side of running your small firm and helping you really uh, improve it as a business and, uh, and grow it as a strong, profitable business. And what, what's your background again? Because I, I mentioned you're not an architect. No, no, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I own a small restaurant. I have an MBA from uh, Northwestern University. Have been involved in you know businesses all of my career and sort of running and starting uh, businesses. Uh, teach entrepreneurial strategies at the University of Iowa. So you know, running a business is is my passion. Um, I love virtually all kinds of industries. I've been exposed to everything from technology to manufacturing uh to the food food industry so and now architecture so yeah. um and but all the business side and you've been a a, a tremendous help to entree architect and our growth you know so the so the growth that that people have seen us uh experience at entree architect from launching in 2012 uh, all the way through the investment in 2015 uh significant growth since 2015 and and like i said with the podcast you know, exploding with listeners. It's, you know, it's a, it's a tribute to CBG and their help, uh, getting, getting us to where we are. So thank you for that. I want to sort of launch with that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been great. We've learned a lot from Entree Architect as well. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I would, that's why I want, I wanted to come bring you back on the show. Uh, talk about those three years because you, you've, I, like you said, you've learned so much in the last three years. There's, there's a tremendous value uh, of, of information there. Um, and so I thought maybe we can have that conversation. You know, you're, you're now invested in 15 architecture firms. You've grown yeah. to 11, a team of 11. The last time you were here, you were probably around four or five investments <coughs> and probably, uh, two full-time people would be my guess is probably the last time you were on. Yeah, um, and right. so significant growth in the last few years. Uh, so I'm sure there are lots of lessons learned through that process. Uh, both, you know, from you personally as well as from CVG's point of view, and, and what you're doing and how you're doing it. So let's let's talk about that. What are some of the things? What's what's like the biggest thing that you've sort of experienced with with working with these 15 architecture firms and getting them to where they need to go? Yeah, the, well, so I guess the the first thing that I would say and that's been surprising to me as I've learn more about this space. And, and and I don't know that it's unique to small architecture firms. I think some of it is is unique to our role uh, with these firms. Like I've run businesses before, you know, I've been in the role of hiring and building teams and reporting to a board of directors and running a business. In this situation, we become real partners with these firms and it's a, it, it's a different relationship. And so one of the things that's been really eye-opening to me is the depth of that relationship, right? And, and it and it's, I mean, I dare to say it's personal. Yeah. You know, um, it's, there's certainly, I mean, it's very focused on the firm. I don't want to imply that it's, 
you know, that these are all my best friends, but they are definitely friends. They are yep. people that I care deeply about. And I think our whole CVG team does. And so you have these because our our arrangement is a long term contract so that, you know, we, we sign five year contracts with these firms. And they're not they're not equity deals, right? Because that's a question right. people ask me all the time. No, we don't we don't have we don't take an equity stake in any of the firms that we work with. Um, we are paid a percentage of the firm's revenue. So, you know, one one thing that's really different about CBG is that when when we sit back and we look at a board, you know, where we're we're scribbling out what we're going to earn in revenue in 2018 and we ask ourselves, how can we increase that revenue so that we can do more things, hire more people? The only, there's only one answer to that. You have to increase the revenue of the firms that are under contract with us. That's the only way we can like we can't upsell. You know, I can't go decide that we're going to spend more billable hours on this firm than this firm. It doesn't it, none of that uh, is relevant to our world. The only way we increase CVG's revenues is by increasing the revenues of the firms under contract. And that changes the entire relationship. Yeah. You know? yep. um, and so, you know, our interactions at times with our firms, they are they are very honest and direct and. You know, sometimes we're telling them things they don't want to hear uh, and we're not worried about being fired, you know, and and they want us to be direct and honest with them and, and to share our expertise in a real honest way. Uh, so I guess that's the first thing that's been most surprising is the depth of those relationships. Um, you know, all 15 firms that we work with, we, we have a really close, trusting, long term relationship with. Yeah, I, I would, you know, I. That that's definitely happened with us. You know, you and I yeah. have become friends, and and the, and you you can tell, and I can imagine it's even more so with an architecture firm because an architecture firm, and for me with Entree Architect, it's the same, um, and my architecture firm. But but it's a personal business. You know that when we right. become architects and we get into the business of architecture, it is personal. You know, it's right. it's it's something. It's who we are. You know, right. um, and so when you become a partner in one of these companies. Uh, from an investment point of view, there's probably no choice but to become part of that. Um, yeah. In order for them to be able to succeed, you have to become part of of that culture. Yeah, and what's what is surprising to me is is how similar the people and the cultures are among all 15. I mean, remember these 15 firms stretch from Vermont to Seattle. I mean, they're all over the United States, and they are all shapes and sizes from a 15 person firm in Fairhope, Alabama, you know, to a sole proprietor in New England. So, I mean, it, they're all different shapes and sizes, but the culture and the values are all very similar. Uh, and that's been very surprising, um, very rewarding, you know, and I don't totally know what drives that. As I think about the firms that have walked away from the conversation with CVG or CVG has walked away from the conversations with them, you know, it's always started to go down a path that was just not built on trust. They didn't they for whatever reason, we didn't trust that this was the right deal um, or it got overly obsessed with the dollars and the cents. You know, we we really feel like what we bring to the table is incredibly valuable and you get it for a really cheap price, to be honest with you. I mean, the, the percentage is, you know, it's a third of what it would take to hire um 10 consultants in 10 different categories all at the same time working on all of these different pieces simultaneously. Uh, so, you know, when the relationship, when the conversation starts to get really obsessed about dollars and cents or the length of the contract, or, 
you know, it's just, it hasn't worked out. And so the, the result is that the 15 that it has worked out with, you know, they're just totally, totally trusting of us. We're totally trusting of them. They're totally focused on growing their firm, on hiring good people, on earning a profit on, you know, so that they can do the design work that they're passionate about, but they're, they, they completely understand that running their business is their first priority. And that has produced, um, I dare say a company, a community of really like-minded, passionate people who uh, enjoy one another's company, I guess. It'd be a great party to have us all in the same room. (laughs) Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, RCAT, FreshBooks, and Core by BQE Software. It's what many professionals in architecture dread, editing down a manufacturer specifications. Don't you hate that? You're staring down a 54 page specification and and you only want one product of all its attributes. There's a better way. And it's not throwing the entire specification into the project documents. It's RCAT's spec wizard. RCAT.com has a spec wizard. Spec wizard is a unique tool that allows you to specify a product in minutes, not hours, by by turning a specification into a simple to use website. Just select the products and the options you want to specify and generate a three-part CSI spec in multiple formats. It's that simple. And best of all, like everything at RCAT, it's free and requires no registration Go to rcat.com and try the better way of specifying products, Spec Wizard, and let them know that we sent you from Entree Architect by using our link at entrearchitect.com slash rcat. That's A-R-C-A-T, entrearchitect.com slash rcat. FreshBooks makes it simple. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, Post your expenses automatically, track your time for the whole team, buy project, and get organized with reports, communication, and notifications. It does everything. And my favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I love this feature. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of the biggest barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects, right? Who has the time? But but if we don't send out invoices, we're not going to get paid, right? FreshBooks makes it easy to send out invoices and get paid online with a click of a button. And when your your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, my favorite and yours, get paid faster. Visit entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access FreshBooks for free. And be sure to enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. One of the most often requested resources here at the Entree Architect community is project management software. How do we how do we do all this? How do we keep everything organized? How do we keep our projects and our people organized while we grow as entrepreneur architects? Well, today's podcast is sponsored by our friends at BQE Software, the makers of the award-winning BQE Core. Core puts project management 
business intelligence, billing, time, and expense tracking and accounting together on one intuitive, powerful platform. With its cloud platform and mobile apps, makes it easy. Core lets you manage people, projects, and profits from anywhere that you have an internet connection. Get your fully functional 15-day trial of Core by going to entrearchitect.com slash BQE. That's entrearchitect.com slash BQE. RCAT, FreshBooks, and BQE software, please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. I've, I've said it before on the, on the podcast, I've, I've written about it, um, the importance of saying no. You had you started yeah. talking about you know that that there were just some that just weren't the right click. It wasn't a wasn't really a, a, a you know a conflict. It just didn't fit that that it wasn't right. And so you uh, chose to walk away, or they chose to walk away, and it just wasn't the right thing at the right time. Um, and I think that architecture firms across the board will benefit from that. That that sometimes when those red flags are going off, you need to pay attention to those red flags. And, and and say no, even if it is a tremendous opportunity. You know, you look at the, you know, from an architect's point of view, maybe it's a, a new custom home that, that's going to be modern and it's just this, it's a project of a lifetime, but the client's a nightmare and you know it from the day one right. and it's, they're, not, they're not trusting you from the very beginning and they're talking about trying to get as little money, you know, uh, as, you know, trying to uh, allow you to charge as little as possible and all the bells and whistles or all the flags are going off you just have to listen to that. Even when it's the opportunity of a lifetime, it's, it's, it will never end well if you yeah, go, go there. Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to recommend a book uh, to your listeners, Mark. It's one that I've been reading. Matt actually recommended, to, recommended it to me, but it's called High Performance Habits uh, by Brendan Burchard. And Brendan can be very salesy. And yep, <laughs> if you yep, watch yep, any yep. of the of the videos, it can feel like you're, you know, they're all about changing your life and gaining happiness and all of this. But there are some really good lessons in the book. And one of the first lessons is just this, this idea of clarity of focus, you know, and having a very clear idea of what you want to accomplish. And in my opinion, uh, among all of the firms that we've worked with over the last three years, that's been the single greatest challenge for many of the architects that are trying to run a business. They are so talented at focusing on details, you know, on really, you know, they're, they're trained to drill into these details. And when you're running a business, you really have to make sure you're focusing on the right details. Right. And and I think that's one of the things that we try to help them with more than anything is, you know, really having a clear understanding of what they need to focus on and what they don't need to focus on. And, and as I say, that that's sort of what led the 15 that are currently under contract to, to be such a good group is they did focus on the right things. When they were negotiating with us, when they were considering CVG as a partner, you know, they focused on are we trustworthy? Are the people they're working with, you know, happy with their services? You know, do they have the, the skills and the knowledge that they say they do? And then they were like, let's go, you know, and the others were wanting to get, you know, into all kinds of details that really weren't important to negotiating the, the outcome. Yeah. And, and from a, from a business point of view, um, it, it sort of leads back to planning, right? It, it leads back to the, when you're talking about big picture and if architects are so focused on the details, we're not so focused on the big picture from a business point of view, the, 
the best way to do that is to is to look at a plan and and put together a structure that sort of helps you get through the process of what is the important thing to look for, you know, mission and vision, vision and all right. the things that go into a business plan. Um, do you find that that's one of the things that, that when you first start with an architecture firm, that the business plan is either underdeveloped or non-existent? Totally, totally. Um, you know, non-existent would be the first answer. <laughs> right. And for those that have. I was being kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those that have put some time and some thought into planning, um, it's not uncommon for a firm to have some real good answers to what do you think we're going to do in terms of revenue in 2018? And they've they've thought about that. You know, maybe they even have a budget where they've said that, you know, that's going to be a million dollars this year. But then you go to the next question of, OK, how does that million dollars break out in terms of market segment, project types, you know, client types? Let's kind of plan out that million dollars a little bit and compare it to what you've done in the past. What percentage of your revenues came from? you know, commercial and residential and so forth. Um, they haven't really gone to that step. And then the next step is now that we understand what percentage of that million dollars is going to be divided by project type, what do we currently have under contract in each of those categories that we know we're going to invoice? So in other words, how, how far are you stretching that goal? You know, if you've already got half a million on a contract in residential and custom home design, we, and your goal is half a million dollars in 2018, we've already, be, we've already reached it, right? So where does that really need to fall out? And then, if, you know, to carry it even further operationally, how are we structuring the budget so that our marketing dollars and our business development dollars are allocated by each of these project types or each of these market segments so that we're, you know, we're putting the right pieces in place to ensure that we achieve those goals. And so those are the kinds of questions that we get into in, in deeper layers that, you know, most every firm that we work with has not you know, has not gone through that process to really define those kinds of things. And it's important because, you know, um, we, we definitely want to create firms that are extremely forward thinking and are proactive about growing their business. They're thinking about opportunities and threats, um, that are going to face us next year rather than being back on your heels and just reacting to everything. You know, if you're running a firm that it's, only business development strategy is answer the phone, you know, <laughs> someday you're going to be in trouble because yeah. the phone's going to stop ringing. And so we work really hard to, um, to position our firms into that proactive forward thinking model as much as possible. And I, and I think when times are good, like we've had the last couple of years, right. you know, architecture firms have seen some good, good times. The, the tough times are coming back, you know, they're, yeah. they're right around the corner. Um, and if we don't have some sort of, of, plan for that on how we're going to ride through that wave, you won't ride through that. That wave is going to crash right on top of you. And it's, and it's like Todd said, it, you know, the phone's going to stop ringing. And when it does, what are you going to do if you don't have a strategy in place to, to comp, you know, to compensate for that? Um, so I would say, I would just, I would say that, you know, another area that, um, that many of our firms uh, focus on that when we work with them on these areas is, is to understand the efficiencies of the firm. You know, when you're growing and, and revenues are increasing and everybody's busy trying to meet deadlines and keep up with things, it's very easy for productivity and efficiency to, to fall to the back burner. And then, you know, we hear it every single week, my revenues are up, my profit is down. And, and so this is the time to make sure that you're evaluating the efficiencies of all of your staff. You know, 
full-time architects that are doing all billable work. They're not responsible for business development or marketing or operations or finance, any of the other non-billable activity. They need to be 85% billable. And it's very easy for you to look back at the first quarter of 2018 and ask yourself, were they 85% billable? You know, if they were 60% billable or less and there's not um, a really well-defined reason for that, then that's something you as a firm owner should definitely start paying attention to. Some areas that you can really focus on is to make sure that everyone in your firm understands what the budget is for the phase that they're working on. What what is the, what are the hours that we allocated when we priced this project? What is the you know how can I uh, be aware of that as a as an architect? Um, your entire team needs to know uh, what's expected at each phase of the project. Um, and so th those are just some some suggestions of ways to really um, make sure your firm is headed in the right direction. Yeah, have a, have a defined project management strategy that you know exactly. Your project management strategy shouldn't be, oh, I design it and then I respond. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, you should you should have a whole process, a, a system in place of this is how you're going to do the work. This is how much money it's going to take to do the work, um, and this is how much money is going to be coming in through that project by doing that work. Um, and that happens through putting together a plan and a strategy and, and building the systems required for that. Um, and if you don't do that, you're responding and you're just sort of uh, waiting for the phone to ring. So, Yeah, yeah, and it's all part of that topic of trying to be proactive, forward thinking, proactive, planning for the future, ensuring that all your pieces are working in the right way that they should, uh, all the pieces of your business. Um, and that that doesn't just happen. You know, yeah. you've got to really develop your plan to make that happen. Yeah, and anybody who's listening listens to this podcast for any amount of time has heard me, you know, constantly ring the the chimes of, of business planning. You know, I've done sessions on business planning. I've written articles on the blog. I've done podcasts on it. You've talked about it here in the past. Um, it's so it's the most important thing to start with. I would say. I mean, if you're any business, but especially an architecture firm. Um, you have to have a business plan, and and that's and that's and you do. CVG does a, a business plan competition. This is the fourth time. Yeah, this is the fourth time we took last year. We put it on hold because we were quite bu quite busy. We are right. this year too, but we, we that growth to was affecting you. So so you did you did three, and then you this is the fourth time. Uh, I've been lucky enough to been asked to be a, a jurist on all of the competitions, so I appreciate that. I love being involved in it. Um, I wanted to talk about that a little bit as well, because you you obviously, from our conversation here, it's the most important thing an architect can do is to put together a business plan. And so right. uh, by by hosting the annual uh, Charette Venture Group business plan competition, uh, it encourages people to, you know, to sort of put together a business plan, submit it, uh, and maybe even win. You know, there's a there's a, an award here. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Let's let's sort of give people the details of the 2018 CVG business plan competition. What is it? Who's it for? That kind of stuff. Let's start right, with sure. what, what it is. Well, we've changed it around quite a bit this year. We've restructured it <clears throat> based on what we've heard from all of the firms that have participated in past years. And one of the most common things that we heard from everyone that registered for the competition was thank you for compelling me to finally do this. Yeah, right? yeah. So, I mean, even people that didn't make it to the finalist round, they would say to us that, you know, just having that competition got us to sit down and think about this plan and get some things on paper. So we we really took that to heart. And a lot of your feedback, Mark, really helped us and helped us get to this place. So we, we restructured the registration process. 
which used to be um, you basically just put your first name, last name, email address down, and you were registered for the for the competition. Whereas this year, it's a more lengthy form, um, it, and it's actually asking you questions like, "What is the vision for your business? You know, what are your projected revenues for 2018?" And if you're just thinking of starting this business, um, you know, you can modify your answers to to fit whatever you know position of readiness you are to launching your business, but it's intended to, to really ask you some specific questions about where is this thing headed, you know? And uh, and that is right at the front registration level, right? To, to get in the competition, you've got to fill out this form. It's on our website at shretvg.com. It's free. All of the information you put in that form is going to be confidential. The only people who will see it will be, you know, my team and our jurors, and we it'll be destroyed after that. <laughs> We're only going to use it for the competition. Um, but you go in, you register for it, um, fill out that information, and then we have four jurors that are going to review all of the registrations, and we're going to select 15 semifinalists. We've never done this before, right? Um, but we really want to have an impact on people's lives. I mean, the whole reason we do this competition is to positively impact this industry. It, we don't make any money. We definitely don't make any money on the competition. Um, it gives us some exposure, which is great, but really the reason we do it is because we want small firms to have an opportunity to spend time with us and spend time themselves creating good quality business plans. So 15 semifinalists and we schedule one-on-one -on -one interviews with all 15 of them. And those interviews are going to be, we're going to pull up their registration, excuse me, pull up their registration form. And we are going to, um, ask them specific questions about their plan about you know where they are in the life cycle of their business um, and respond to it too. Give them some feedback on uh, on their registration, on their plan, answer questions, be a resource for them. And then we're gonna summarize that one-on-one -on -one interview and combine it with their registration form. And then the jurors are gonna select from all of that uh, and from those 15, select five finalists. And then each of the finalists will be, have an opportunity to present their full plan on on a video conference where all four jurors are in front of them and they can you know basically pitch their plan of here's what we're trying to do with this company and answer questions of the jurors and uh, and go through their you know their their final interview and then from those five the jurors will select one winner and the winner will receive you know, we're we're combining a lot of different things. We're saying five thousand dollars in cash and prizes. It may be much more than that. It just sort of depends on the sponsors and the people that we get involved. But of that five thousand, for sure, we're going to uh, bring them to New York City for the uh, AIA National Convention in June, and we're going to have a big reception like we've done in the past, partnering with Entree Architect. Um, invite you know everybody that's part of our community, part of your community. Um, to get together and uh, and then we're going to celebrate the winner uh, at that reception. Yeah, we're it's that's going to be fun. That's going to also that's we're combining the Entree Architect meetup, which we do at every uh, AIA conference, and the the Shred Venture Group reception, which we've also done after every competition. We're bringing them together so we can bring both communities together and have a really awesome party. So uh, that's going to be a good time. So who who um, well. Before before anything, I, I want to sort of talk about the the, um, the the new structure that you just described. I love that new structure because it's an incentive for my community to put together a business plan. It's yeah. going to be a step by step, fill in the blanks, and when you're done, even if it you know it, if all you do is submit it and it never goes from anywhere from that, 
you and now have a business plan. It's a simple way to put together a business plan. So I encourage everybody who's listening to go over there. It's right. It, you can you can. It's right on the CVG home um, homepage. Uh, it's charettevg.com, uh, and you can just click the red button, and it'll take you to the registration and learn all about that. Um, who who is it for? Well, it's for anyone that is currently currently owns an architecture firm and anyone that plans to start an architecture firm within the next year. And when I say plans to start a firm, I mean, you need to be serious about it, right? This needs to be something that you truly believe you're going to do because the jurors will, you know, sort of wait, at least in my opinion, and Mark, you can comment on this, but you know, when they look at all of the applications, you know, we get everything under the sun from, you know, a sort of a pipe dream that this is something I may do someday, all the way to I've had this business now for 10 years. And, you know, we want to be helping firms that um, are currently operating or have a realistic view of operating in the, in the near future. Um, there does need to be a licensed architect, at least on the team. So it doesn't have to be a licensed architect that's completing the form. If you own a firm and you are not licensed, but you have a licensed architect on staff that can be a part of the team submitting the application, that's fine, but we definitely want a licensed architect to be uh, be among the applicant uh, audience. And uh, other than that, it can be anywhere in the United States and anywhere in Canada. Unfortunately, we're not uh, in Europe yet. There's a, a couple more hoop, legal hoops we have to jump through to 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 launch a European competition. Um, I'd like to believe that's coming in the not so distant future, um, but right now it's just the United States and Canada. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's exciting, and I, I I love being a juror. Um, it, it I love the 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 out of the box submissions, the ones that sort of right, take right. the architecture firm and sort of spin it all around and and come up with these new incredible ideas. But that's not the only you know the only way to run an architecture firm. A, you know, a traditionally run, you know, sit down in front of a drafting board and design. Those two are awesome awesome submissions. So I encourage both. You know, especially the people who have those big ideas, this is a great opportunity to sort of take those big ideas uh, and get them down on paper and figure out uh, how to make them actually work. Um, who, who are, other than me, who, who's, who are the other jurists? So we're still, we're still finalizing the, the pool, but for sure it's yourself, Eric Reinhold. Yeah, so I our, members of our community will be really yeah. excited about that. 30, 30 by 40 workshop. Uh, Eric Reinhold, I, I, we're thrilled uh, to have we're, we're thrilled to have Eric on there. Um, Mac Walcott, um, Mac uh, has owned Wave Architects in Fairhope, Alabama, for they just celebrated their thirtieth uh, year anniversary recently, um, and they are an investment partner of CVG. Mac is just an amazing guy. I mean, he's he's seen all kinds of things over his career, um, brings a lot of experience to the table. So I'm thrilled he's going to take the time to do it. And then Amanda Waylu who uh, Amanda and her firm Delve Design in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana, were the winners of the 2016 competition. The I think that's second, right. Second, second episode, the second episode, the was second. It, was it 15 or 16? I can't remember. I don't remember, but yeah. But, but Sorry, a, a, former, a, former win, a former winner, and they had yes. a great, they had a great uh, model. I love their model. Yeah, so. and Amanda really understands the marketing side and the operational side of the firm, and um and Delve has been doing great things in Indianapolis. So she's going to bring a lot of good experience to the table as well. So again, for people who want to submit a, uh, a registration, it's uh, at charrettevg.com uh, right there on the homepage. Just click the red button and it'll take you right there. Um, 
Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the business plan competition before we? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'd like to mention that we are currently really putting a lot of time in planning for the 2018 national convention in New York. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the. One. Yeah, it is going to be good. Um, we're hopeful that a lot of you attend. Uh, but one thing we want you to be on the lookout for is we're we're working on some uh, a space that um, that will be near the convention center, but it is exclusive to small firms. That the activities that go on in this space are things that all of you would be very interested in. Um, so Mark, Entre Architect is going to have a presence there. We'll do a broadcast from there and do some activities there. Um, but the entire CVG team is going to be in New York for this convention. And we're going to be putting together all kinds of programs within this space that will be uh, appealing to small firms. We've, we sort of feel like that's an, an area that can, tends to get lost in the size and magnitude of the, of the convention. So we wanted to have something that was unique uh, and exclusive to small architecture firms. Yeah, that's, I'm super excited about that. It's sort of the small firm hub of the, of the conference. It's not specifically affiliated with the AI convention, but we're, we're planning it to be concurrent with the convention. So, so while you're there, you know, if you're thinking there's nothing there for small firms, we are there and we're going yes. to present for small firms. Uh, I did announce that we're doing a, a live mastermind meeting. Uh, we're having 20 p people they can come in, they can, they can uh, join us. It's a live event, entrearchitect.com slash New York. If you want to find out information, there are still uh, seats available for that if you're interested. Um, and CBG is going to be involved in that. Uh, and we're also going to do some live broadcasts from the, I, I'm calling it the CBG suite. I don't know what we're <laughs> officially branding it, but that's what I love calling it. Um, but we'll, we'll be there. We're going to be there as, as a, a significant presence at the AIA conference on architecture in New York in June. It's June 20th is my session, but we're going to have it from Wednesday, the 20th through Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yep. So the 20th to the 22nd, uh, we'll be there. Um, and it's and we're looking at some pretty cool spaces. We I don't think we've finalized the actual space yet, but it, they're pretty cool spaces. So they're going to be walking out. distance from yeah. the from the convention, yeah. and and uh, it'll be it'll be good. So definitely look out for more information. Thanks for bringing that up, Todd. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so watch for that. That's you want to be there. So if you weren't going to go to the convention, now's your opportunity to go to the convention. Even if you don't go to the convention, just come hang out with us. It's going to be a fun, fun fun time. Um, I've had people come to the meetup, you know, in, in Orlando and in Atlanta, uh, just to come to the meetup, didn't go yeah. to the conference, just flew in just to hang out with the community. So this is the time where you can, all the people that you hang out with at the Entree Architect Facebook group and, and in the, in the membership, uh, this is the opportunity for you to all come together, uh, and hang out and have a good party or, or do some training and it'll be a good time. Yeah. And make connections too. You know, we, we, you know, I talked a little bit about the, unique aspects of our community. But as everyone who's listening to this knows, you know, it's very different running a small architecture firm than it is working for, you know, DLR or something. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just a whole new and whole different environment. And the challenges that you face are unique and the problems that keep you awake at night are unique. And so, you know, the, the experience in New York is intended to give you some support, you know, and give you some, some contacts, some people that uh, live in a similar world and, um, and, and can help you, uh, you know, feel like you're not alone out in that world of trying to run a small firm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we tend to often feel forgotten, yeah. you know, in the, in the big profession and, uh, and we're, we're not forgetting you. We are, we are small firm architects, CVG and Entree Architect 
That's why we've paired up to do all the things that we've done in the past. Uh, we're only here to make the profession better through small firms. So uh, think about coming and joining us. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. So Todd, thank you very much for coming and, and talking a little bit about CVG and what you've learned about the business plan competition and, uh, and the announcement for, for New York. Uh, I appreciate you sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, Mark. Thank you very much. And to all of you out there uh, listening, uh, visit the website. Let us know if we can ever be of any assistance to you in any way. Yeah, that's uh, charrettevg.com. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, Mark. Take care. I encourage you to share this episode with a friend. That's how we are doing it here at Entree Architect Podcast. It's how we're growing. We're doing it one architect at a time. And it's because of you sharing this episode. This episode is entrearchitect.com slash episode 210. That's the link to share. Go share that right now. Put it in your Facebook. Tweet it out on Twitter. Put it on LinkedIn. Email it to a friend roll around the corner and say, hey, right there in your office, say, tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, entrearchitect.com slash episode 210. Go listen right now. That's the way to do it. I appreciate it. Hey, and today is the final day. This is it. Last call for enrollment at Entree Architect Academy. I encourage you to share this episode with a friend, entrearchitect.com slash episode 209. It that is closing is today. The link to share. Resources, we are growing, training, exponentially, and, a powerful and it is peer because of you. Because help all you I'm doing is accomplish your producing most and promoting goals and creating this content knowledge every week. Goals and and you are the one that's sharing. You are progress. one step at a time, that's one member at a time, you're a member one listener at a time. EntreeArchitect.com. This is your last call before closing. Later today, it will not open for another few months. Take that link, EntreeArchitect.com/slash/episode209. Put it in your email. Send it to a friend that doesn't know who we are. And go see what it's say, all hey, about. Go check Click this out. This is something that get you might in there. Give it a shot. You can just try it for three months. Episode, you know, and you could cancel any time if you if you get in and you're like, that, oh, this please. is not what I expected. That's the way we grow you this just thing. Just email us. We'll give you hey, money. Hey, enrollment for There's the no Entree Architect Entree Academy Architect. Small Group Mastermind. Mastermind. It's open now. It is open. You've been waiting for it. Is Mark Arlapage? It's been a while since we've had enrollment open. I encourage you to go. Build the better waiting for it. So you this is be a the most architect. powerful learn, program we share offer. Share what you know. Sharing Thanks knowledge, for listening. Setting goals. Have a finding accountability week. for your progress. You do this every week in a private, powerful session uh, with a with a, a small group of about ten people in each group. This is where you can change your life. This is where you can change your firm. This is where you will make progress. I promise you, this will change your life. At Entree Architect Mastermind. To learn more, visit Entree Architect. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. 
Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. And so for me, the the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.